black Audemars. You claim yours was one of one. We timepiece monsters. Every season we be on the hunt. Jeepers, creepers. America's a baby that's teething shit. Welcome back. No Concept of Time, episode seven. I'm here with my it's co-host, eight. Yaniv. Episode eight, eight Episode brother. eight, episode eight. Um, here with my co-host, Yaniv. I am Edwin. We are back for another episode of No Concept of Time. Thanksgiving week. Thanksgiving week. For those What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Alright, we're going to start it off with like a, like a generic podcast. Best and worst size on Thanksgiving. I think favorite. Alright, I'm Hispanic, so our Dominican food is completely different from everybody's Dominican yeah, food. Yeah, rice and beans for Thanksgiving. Rice and beans do happen for Thanksgiving, and uh, in in usually they make like stuff that I don't particularly like. Like it's like specialty stuff, where it's like uh, penne, which is just like a smoked pork, and I don't eat pork, so um, I would have to say, I mean the empanadas. We we, we as Dominican make empanadas on Thanksgiving. Uh, maybe That's not crazy. other Spanish cultures, but imagine having that as a side on uh, Thanksgiving. What is a vegan I mean, on too Thanksgiving? Bad. <laughs> All right, so Tofu. we're having. This fake, uh, like, turkey roast, mm-hmm. which I'm not, like, particularly excited about, to be completely honest. Uh, Meg is like, been doing research on, like, which is the best one. Yeah. But um, I'm not necessarily too excited for that. I'm more excited for, like, sweet potatoes and mashed potatoes. I any mean, kind of carbohydrate. Yeah, that, that, that's a... Uh, come on, man. You're talking to the carbs king. You're talking to the guy that used to bring pasta every day for lunch. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like, stuffing's pretty good too, but it depends who makes it. Not a fan. I, you know what my, you know what my favorite thing is on Thanksgiving? It's weird, and I like eat it for months afterwards. Cranberry sauce. I was I figured you were gonna say cranberry sauce right away. See, like those cranberry things don't good. exist in a Hispanic Thanksgiving at all. Like cranberry sauce, mashed potatoes does, but because because of us, because the younger generation. Um, we do like a, like, specialty type of rice, which is just like the, it's called moto, it's with the beans and the rice mixed in together. Then we'll make turkey, which is probably the most traditional thing we'll make, and then chicken, obviously, because turkey's, like, very subpar. Um, and... Turkey's disgusting. Yeah, and then, like, my the mom would... bird. Yeah. Then my mom would make something else, like, uh, that the older people might like, which would be, like, oxtails or something for Thanksgiving. Woo! Yeah, like, she'll make something like that. I don't have to look at stuffing and fucking turkey all the time. Like, I'm, no thanks. Like white people. <laughs> yeah, no. No, potato salad and stuff. I mean, there's a variation of a potato salad in Dominican culture as well, but it tends to be a little better. I don't eat potato Not salad. Not for me. Though. Yeah, I don't eat potato salad either. I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, no. There's a, there's a lot of things within Dominican culture that... I don't eat because it's mostly pork-based stuff, and I don't eat pork, so. That's true. what it is. Now, well, what are we getting into first? I want to talk about some high-end watchmaking. Our boy, Teddy Baltazar, I don't really know him, but <laughs> he's a huge YouTuber for watches. He's a huge advocate for watches, um, and I've been watching his videos for years. And what I like about Teddy is that he is super technical. It's not, like, really design-based. It's more about, like, the movement and value for dollar and what you're getting in your watch Mm -hmm. and this past week he did two videos one with kevin o'leary mr wonderful who side note i fucking hate i can't stand that guy he's so annoying i i uh i don't aspire to be the type of watch guy that he is he's horrible like in that in that longer video that we watched, how much times do you have to mention that it's not made in, in like it's not a Swiss watch, it's a German watch? Like, it, all right, it relax. <laughs> like, but that's a spe- that's a specific type of watch owner where like you know, a lot of people don't buy watch if it's not Swiss made. He that what I hate that he does the most. He's so pretentious. What he does the Very. most, what he does the most is instead of calling it like. A brand or mm-hmm. something he'll call it a maison which yeah. in french means like house like a design house you don't need to be saying that come on brother let's just call it the brand right I mean, for yeah. sure stop saying maison come on you're man. not you, french you know how Relax, these type you're of, from new york you know, you know these type of people though like you know those type of people it's like like it's the same type of people that go to like restaurants or whatever i'll, t- I'll take you to an italian restaurant or whatever right and it's a really great mom and pop, and they're like, man, 
have you ever had scopa in LA though? And I'm like, all right, like, okay, we get it, man. Like, or have you ever had carbonara? I'm like, all right, man. Like, I don't care. Like, that's one of those things no, where like, I hate that stuff. We, if we went to dinner with him and I go with the Cartier piece, he'd be like, oh, that, that's a good star to watch. Like, all right. So like, <laughs> like, like, cool, man. Yeah, no. You can, I, I can't you can tell him. what type of watch person he is when he he was reflecting his emotions on what other watch snobs would say, and it was the German thing. He was like, "It's not made. It's not Swiss made. It's German made." And he just kept talking about it. But like, all right, get can't it. Stop. And I get it. And that specific longer that he has it shows me exactly what type of watch guy he is. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, he always says, he keeps referring to himself as a dial guy. I'm a dial guy. I The first thing I look at is the dial. Like, relax. There's so much more to watches than just the dial. It, there's so much about design, history. It's not just the dial. What's, okay? the, like, what's the jeweler thing called that they wear to, like, look at diamonds? A loop. Bro, him looking at the dial is hilarious. <laughs> that, that's... That's it's hilarious. Like a loop in his pocket. It's hilarious, man. It's like, it's very. Oh my god! Look at that dial. Yeah, it's you. You uh, hit it uh, on on the head when you said it's just a, a pretentious, very pretentious. Like that's uh so pretentious. Yeah, no. But anyway, they they he did a video with him on Longa and yeah. breaking down the brand at one of their boutiques, um, and it was a really interesting video because mm-hmm. I know Longa from like surface level and I know about like their historic like manual one chronographs the datagraph and uh, like the longa one is to me one of the most beautiful dress watches available on the market right now yeah so i wanted to know a little bit more about how movements were made and i'm not a huge movement guy so it was really interesting for me to see like what that means and how they build their pieces and the finishing on those pieces so I was really interested in it, and that brought up the topic to me on other, in, like, more independent-feeling watches. And as I was doing some research, I didn't even realize Longa wasn't an independent watchmaker. I thought they were completely independent, Marketing. but they're not. Marketing. Yeah, they do a really good job of it because <laughs> exactly. they, they make it seem like they're <laughs> – they make 5,000 pieces a year, which mm-hmm. is not that much. It's not at But all. then Teddy also made a video with – Laurent Jorn, who is F.P. Jorn's brother, who is the uh, store director of their F.P. Jorn's location in Los Angeles, and mm-hmm. they were going over some pieces there, and that's a different ballgame. Like, when you see those things, you look at those movements, you see that yeah. design. F.P. Jorn is, like, a historical watchmaker to me in my eyes, and the designs he creates and the just the entire aesthetic of the brand in general – is so like pushes the limits and it's, i i love that their independentness and like the the quality that goes into it is very reflective like of, of a hermes brand where it's all yeah in-house family stuff only so hermes is not owned by one of the giant conglomerates correct they're family owned the own okay. the, the probably, that I, think, I think that the only one that's family owned still so i i kind of would compare fp jorn to more of an hermes because it's still like a pretty like so fp jorn makes about 900 pieces a year yeah. which is not that much but when you compare it to other independents like mbnf laurent ferrier philip dufour george daniels even they're that's a that they do an intense volume compared to the others yeah. and when you get to that level of watchmaking fp jorn you're buying the watchmaker you are not buying the brand is the watchmaker mm-hmm. france Francois Paul Jorn is his name, and he just puts his name on the dial. Same with Laurent Ferrier. That's just a guy, a, wa- a legendary watchmaker. Philip Dufour, legendary watchmaker. George Daniels, legendary watchmaker. George Daniels created the coaxial movement, which is the fri- almost frictionless ticking of the escapement, which super nerdy, super high deep. There's like yeah. an entire documentary on it, whatever. But he's only made 40 watches. 40 watches. Where MBNF it makes nine hundred a year, Laurent Ferrier makes three hundred a year, Philip Dufour makes fifteen watches a That's year. That's really a passion. At that point, when you're making forty watches a year, so it's it's just a passion. It it's you're buying the maker, yeah. which is so interesting to me. Where like, Longa, yeah, it 
the the brand is two different guys that work together and a long i forget what their names are but it's something long zona but they've once you get bought out by these conglomerates you have the facilities to start making these gigantic yeah. watches where like you can be start making things at a you can scale your brand right so i it was so eye-opening for me to see that longa makes five thousand pieces a year which is five times as much as fp jordan i would have not have thought that it's a it's a it's a marketing with with a lot of things like that. It's like when you look at an artist too, and they'll market the artist as independent because more people are attracted to an independent artist at the moment, or the, like there's there's a market for people that are like oh I don't like Rolexes. Rolexes are like you know very mass produced, right? Uh, and then they market mm-hmm. it in that way, so you you think it like they just did a really good job <laughs> for for a person who's really into watches and didn't know that that was a that was owned by a conglomerate then. Like they did a good job. Long Longa kinda reminds me of uh of Amy on Dior. Where it's like they they just got bought out, right? They just got bought out by the LVMH. I wouldn't have thought that. I would have thought that's an independent brand as well. It was. Like, it was. And there was so a lot of pushback when people when people found out about them being bought out too as well. So like I can see they're like ALD eventually scaling up and you're going to start see like I feel like sneakers now from ALD are much easier to get than they were before we'll see is am I wrong on that it it hasn't been it hasn't been tested out yet I don't think it's gone through like where they have taken control yet because when when they start taking control you'll see you'll see a, a little bit more mass production on their clothing as far as like being in other stores that are not boutiques only and I feel like it's the same thing with watches, right. except the watches just own their boutiques. It's crazy to me that like all of these brands, uh, most brands are owned a hundred. This is going to be a really brand heavy episode. I want to also preface that. Yeah. Because we're going to be doing. That's what we're doing. We're going to do a tier list. So <laughs> I, the big, the big conglomerates that own watches are Swatch, mm-hmm. which owns a ton. Yeah. LVMH, which own, eh. Like quite a few, and Richemont, which own like to me the higher tier of our the brands that we like play with and and understand really well. Yeah. And then you have your independents, which interesting enough, you have Paddock, obviously independent, mm-hmm. uh, AP, obviously independent, Rolex and Tudor, like they kind of work together, also independent. And then what's interesting is that on this list that I'm looking at, they have Apple, which. I know we talk about it the Apple watch all the time. It is Apple. Nobody is the owns biggest it. Biggest watch company on yeah. earth. I'm Nobody sorry. owns it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it. interesting they, to see. They probably sell the most watches out of anybody in whatever market. It's crazy. Yeah. LVMH has a really strange group of Tag, Hublot, Zenith, Bulgari. Like that's a weird. They're all kind of like okay brands, but they're kind of shit at the same time. Yeah, they're like. Hubo's like, garbage. Yeah, we, we already know that. Um, who has the Octo watch? Is that Bulgari? Bulgari. Yeah. Which, like, there's like one piece that each one has that you can be like, okay, this yeah. is not bad. But it's not anything like, like that. Like Yeah. It wouldn't. It, would, right, it won't make exactly. a jump to the brand. And then for me, Swatch has the like a majority of, of the, the watch control. Yeah, but it makes sense though. Watch. And they, all of them are massive companies that produce massive amounts. Like Omega, they produce so many watches every year. Yeah. Longine produces so many watches every year. Like Hamilton, Mido, like all these brands create so many watches. So it's, it's crazy it's to see. They're the mass to, market ones. Yeah. There's more to the entry level watches. And then it's, Richemont mm-hmm. is like... It's for me. Top of the, that's, that's top tier. That's yeah. Cartier... Longa, Jaeger, Piaget, Vacheron, Roger Dubuis, like these are. But think about it too. Think about it from that aspect too. They have very like indie watches too, but then Cartier is the second highest selling watches. Cartier is a jewelry brand that happens to make watches. Watches, like really nice watches. Yeah. No, I mean some of the best watches ever, in my opinion, in design. I mean, I agree. I would, like I, I don't feel like I need to talk any any more good about Cartier until like they sponsor this podcast because I've been doing way better with that. Uh, oh, <laughs> here we go. Can you imagine? So we're gonna get into the watch tier list real quick. I'm gonna go over the brands before we get started. I thought somebody hacked so up we a know. 
I just shared my screen with Edwin. Um, so we have AP, we have Apple, um, Bell and Ross, Blancpain, Breguet, Breitling, Bulgari, Cartier, all everything, all the big watches. Um, the th- five or six categories we have are: I put Goat as top tier, greatest mm-hmm. of all time. Very few are going to live in here. Yeah. Incredible, Incredible will be next. So that's like amazing watches some of the best ever but not just that like top 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 upper echelon mm-hmm. would own is the next category so something you would potentially own but is not greatness yeah eh eh will be the next category eh, it's so gonna like, get filled up it, like crazy it, for me <laughs> yeah it's kind of it's all right it's cool but like nothing insane no thanks is to me something you understand but at the same time will never own yeah and then fuck no and Hublot will live in fuck now. If you I mean, you, you can put that right now. Um, what are we basing the? What, what are we critiquing this off of? Things that we that we enjoy personally, or we're critiquing of the 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 whole landscape of the brand. I would say the whole landscape of the brand. I okay. want to be like right. as non biased as possible, and I also want to consider history. I would take history, design, and maybe like marketing slash there's there's gonna be some bias obviously in it um but right because it's and that's the the point at the same time yeah it's the point they want to see what watches we enjoy so yeah just start off and then we'll go from there automark be gay where do you feel about this to me like a lot of them are in between for me to me ap is incredible I was gonna say incredible as well. Okay, that's but for fair. but for but for certain watches you can put it in like goat. But there's like where yeah. I'm gonna put some watches on goat. It's gonna be very um, controversial, at least I guess. And like so for AP for me to break it down, like majority of it is in between the incredible and goat. Yeah, there's a few would own, but there's also a few no thanks. And even some fuck knows. I feel so like that's why I feel like if you bust, if you break down every brand, there's gonna be those watches in each of them. There's gonna be like if we do Cartier, there's gonna be some watches that I would say like no thanks and uh, like eh, like whatever. Yeah. But then you have the the. the but it's more boys, overall yeah. brand. Yeah. All right. Next up. Apple. I do what all. Yeah, I'm the same. I would almost yeah. put eh, because yeah. like. To design, but I would say wood own because of how functional it is. <laughs> I love one. I'm yeah, wearing yeah, it right now. Yeah, you have to put it in that category. That should be an incredible for you because the way that you're talking about the new one is crazy. The ultra isn't goat for me, but we'll keep going. Um, Bell and Ross. I'm not too familiar with this brand. I'll Bell and Ross to me, it to, Bell and Ross to me is no thanks. It's it's they're all square, which is yeah. like that's fine. But they're very. I'm not, um, too, I'm not too familiar with a lot of their with a lot of their variety of pieces. I'll say that. When I think Bell and Ross, I think high end mall watch. I think early two thousands douchebag. So to me, I'm gonna put it in no thanks. Yeah, I put it in no thanks as well. I just googled some of their other stuff, and it's it's no good. Blanc Pan. Blanc Pan. So history on Blanc Pan. Some of the earliest dive watches kind of created the design of the dive watch. Their 50 Fathoms watches are some of the best, in my opinion. To me, I'm teetering between Incredible and Wood Own, but I'm probably going to end up putting it in Wood Own because I don't think it deserves to be 100% like exactly. Incredible. All right, right, so this is where me and you differ on things because it's like you, you, you have like an attachment and a story to it or whatever. I'd put that in because eh, like it's uh, to me. Like, I don't feel any okay, way fair. about Let, it. Yeah. Okay, fair. There's going to be, um, no, there's, there's two lists here. There'll be your list and my list, because there's no way that we can do one list together. Okay, that's fair. Okay. What about Brigade? All right, so this watch, I'm just recently familiar with it. I've been watching a lot of different um, videos of, like, people negotiating watches, and this has come up a couple of times. From what I've seen of it, Definitely would own. Uh, to me, I would almost put it in incredible just because of the history. 
Yeah. One of the earliest watch brands, if not the earliest watch brand. Incre- like they created the Turbion. They they are legends to me in in watchmaking. I would put it incredible. That's incredible for you. Breitling. This is this is it, an iffy topic. This here. is a tough one. This is a really tough one. Cause there there's some Breitlings from like the nineties that are like nice. And then there's Breitlings yeah, now and, that I won't even touch. But there's also like to me, late nineties, early two thousands, they were fucking garbage. Mm-hmm. Like Breitling for Bentley or Bentley for Bright whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. Like that shit was garbage. Like that would be in fuck no for me. But recently they're doing a really good job i don't know i remember the seat like the no ceo took over a couple years ago and i think they're turning things around for me i would put in wood own because i would definitely own a few bright links it's in between uh and wood own for me i've did i have seen a couple of bright links that i like wouldn't mind but i'd probably put it in uh for me for right now i would have to get more in depth with that brand for me next up we have bulgari Bulgari. See, this is the thing. Like, the 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 Octo is a really nice watch, but what else do you provide for me besides that watch? And I agree with that statement, but there's also this. I think it's called the Serpenti, which is one of those snake watches, which is similar to what um, Cartier does with the Panther. Mm-hmm. But it's also like a legendary women's jewelry piece, yeah. which includes watches. And then Christian from Theo and Harris, this is what like stands out the most to me, has the Cartier that was designed in collaboration with Bulgari, with the Piaget movement, and it has those gorgeous diamonds on the chamfers. Like that, those kinds of piece, legendary kind of pieces stand out to me. So I would put, for me, I would put it in wood own. Okay. Yeah, we, we have to... Uh Give a little background on this. You've also been into watches for way longer than me, so you're gonna you know more in depth about for sure. Yeah, you know more in depth about watch brands. Like I can tell you a lot about Cartier and Patek and stuff like that. The big ones, the ones that I enjoy a lot more. So a lot of the smaller sure. ones, I, I won't really know as much. But on this, I would put this in wood own because I do like the Octo on that. All right, legendary right now, Cartier. I think we both agree on this one. I think we both agree on this one, but I think you might put it exactly. I think you might put it a little higher than me. I think I like. I love Cartier. Oh, for right? me, it's no. This is goat. Cartier's I, goat. No question. I feel, for me. I feel like Cartier and AP to me are like similar. Where like I love their watches. Like I like Cartier watches more because it just fits me. It's more dressy. It's more elegant. Putting it in the GOAT category, though, like, if, if you want to put it in the whole landscape of, like, history and stuff, I feel like only two brands should be on the GOAT category, and then this should be on Incredible for sure. For me, Cartier has... I love Cartier. ...brought design to watches. 100%. They are the, they are the artists of watches. They 1,000%. created the culture of that. So, to me... You know what? It's not Fuck even that. a question. There Cartier, go. Cartier goes and GOAT sponsor, the, sponsor me. I should be wearing a Cartier every episode. <laughs> I can't be the Cartier right, guy and put up. it in Incredible. I got to put it in Go. Next up, Casio. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I've definitely owned some G-Shocks in my life, 100%. See, like, Nico is so quick to be, like... It's God-tier. God-tier, mm-hmm. GOAT, and, like, everyone loves to say it, and it's easy. Yeah. But to me, they're... To me, it's incredible. They're an incredible. Yeah. They, I, I, would, I would say it's they, incredible as well because it's it's a they, very again. it's a it's a very like entry very entry 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 level watch. But it's like extremely. A it's it's like a day to day watch for a lot of people who are not into watches, and I feel like that opens the door for a lot of people to be able. to They own a created watch. a style of watch. They they and, they they crawled so Apple could walk. <laughs> like the facts i feel like without 100%. a casio without a casio there wouldn't be an apple watch like the, you wouldn't be able I to agree. make one of those like rubber just like sporty watches like that that like agreed. aren't a patek yeah. agreed next up we'll do citizen which is also in that extremely entry level 
But there's some cool pieces, and they've done some re- like EcoDrive, which I don't know if you know is like a is one of the first solar movements, and it's they've made the most accurate quartz movement, the most accurate watch ever, mm-hmm. is because of something of EcoDrive technology. So I would put it in wood own for myself because uh, I think that stuff's cool, and like I I enjoy cheap sports watches that you can like knock around yeah. <laughs> and like go diving with and do whatever it's not like wonderful design or anything that like screams to me that like mm-hmm. i need to see to own this but at the same time it's it's cool it's affordable i put it uh for me okay fair next up we talked about this today fp jorn quick little silence <laughs> i'd put it in incredible for me incredible i like their watches i like their watches a lot i think what they do with the watchmaking and just like you like people who are really into the movements and like the finishing of it i think they make a really really good product and it's not affordable or accessible to a lot of people but as far as a person who likes dress watches i would definitely wear fp same i agree everything you said uh next up we'll do grand seiko Okay, this is a controversial one for a lot of people. Very, I feel, con- very I feel controversial. Like, I feel like me and you are on the same page with this, but for a lot of people, people will say, like, why would I spend that much money on a Grand Seiko when I can buy a Rolex or entry-level, like another entry-level watch? Um, I'd put it in what own. I like the the SBGM 2 Oh, I would put it in incredible. Yeah. I'm putting it, for me, it's incredible. Yeah. What they do, on, and again, this is personal. Nico's I have an obsession I <laughs> I have an obsession with the Japanese culture and Jap- especially when Japanese people do like create excellence mm-hmm. and to me Grand Seiko is the definition of Japanese excellence. Yeah, and no, 100%. To me beyond I it, it's teeter and goat in on in all honesty for myself Ooh, because of that's big some talk of that. <laughs> and I mean just the level that they that they can produce at the price that they can produce it at. Yeah, it's not there yet, but I can definitely see it going there. I could see it going there. I could with with time developed and knowing how um, very very particular and detailed just everything in Japanese culture is like down to food and just how they live. I can definitely see it being one of the one of the like top brands, not top brands, but like one of the better watches, especially at that price point. Um, in in due time, I don't feel like it's there yet. I feel like there's there's still a lot of clutter with with things that they put out. But there's definitely watches that I would own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are good. I there's still a lot of fat they need to trim. Yeah. yeah. But like those season collections where they do, the dial looks yeah. like the cherry the, blossoms that are yeah, on the floor the during snowfall. Japanese winter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Come on. So it's Come it's on, a really man. good. They know how to build a really good story, and that really sells well with watches. I agree, hundred percent. Next up, Hamilton, which is also a very entry level brand, mm-hmm. but they can do. You can get a a lot for your money there. Yeah, I would. For me, I'd put Hamilton and Woodon. I feel like them and Same. Citizen are Agreed. similar to me, but. They do cool collabs like with Hodinkee and stuff like that. I, I yeah, like it. I agreed. Next up, we can just yeah, I mean, just go ahead we'll, and drag we'll, that over. Hublot, no thanks. Fuck no. Hublot, fuck yeah, no. Yeah, I, if they could go lower, I would yeah, do it. No and it's and I can under. There's a few pieces, like maybe one in their hundreds that they do that are like eh, but to me, they have no like. They have no ethos and they have no. They have no like, integrity. Nothing. No moral yeah, compass of no, design yeah, exactly. or anything. Like, like a, it. A, a lot of a lot a lot of watch companies are uh, s- stealing in a way, but they like directly steal. <laughs> like yeah, it's like okay, AP made With this. No I'm gonna make this exact thing. Like that's what that's what's gonna happen. Um, IWC, International Watch Company. Okay. IWC to me is if there wasn't an okay here, which I think it's uh, I'd put IWC. Like I know that big pilot is like like a historical piece and stuff like that, but for me, I don't. IWC doesn't attract me like that. 
I agree. I, I have it. It does nothing. It's like yeah. I can understand it. I can understand why some people own it. Some of their vintage stuff yeah. is great, but I, I, especially nowadays with what they're doing with like F one and the Mercedes team, and it's like it's just very. I love Mer- the Mercedes F one team. I'll just say that, but I don't like their watches at all. It's it's nothing special. Yeah. Uh, Jacob and Co. Ooh. This is where we're gonna differ right here. Where are you putting this? <laughs> Please don't say I, anything. I, I, I put it, I put it on no thanks. Like Jacob yeah, and Co. had um a really whole a really good hold on the hip hop community really early on before I even knew anything about watches with their like uh with the famous watch that he had I don't know what it was called but it's the one that had me all too. The, it, it was the different the one, time zones on yeah, it. Yeah, it's one of the different, different time colors. zones and stuff. Was, yeah, like that held a, like, if you would have gave me that watch in 05, I would have thought that was a Patek, like world timer, like 100%. <laughs> but me as now, like actually being introduced to watches and and understanding like what watches mean and how like they get made, I'm, whatever, it's whatever, I don't care, like no thanks. Jaeger Le Coutre. Okay. This is, this is, this is, this is where the big boys come in right here. Because, like, it's definitely not going to wood own for me. It's definitely going to, to incredible. Me, incredible. Agreed. I lo- I, 100%. But, but that, that's more of a personal pick for me because I love their watches. Like, I don't only just love the reversal. I love a lot of their different watches that they have. Like, the ultra thin, the ultra thin like, Doctor Strange watches. Like, one of my, like, mm-hmm. that's one of my, like, watches that I that I need within my lifetime. Like, that watch is great. I love yeah. that watch. Yeah, I I think the incredible category is, to me, where you need one of those watches in your lifetime. That's 100%. an amazing way to put it. Like that was, I have to I one love day it. I will yeah. own. I love it. I need to own a Grand Seiko. I, I, I need to it. own a JLC. Yeah, like, it. legend. Next, this is also controversial. We spoke about them a little bit today. A Langenzuna, the Germans. Okay. See, A Lang and. Grand Seiko, Rolex, and AP, I feel, have the loudest mouths as fan bases for um, their brand. Longa being mm-hmm. the one that, that that has the more vocal, and Grand Seiko fans as well are, like, the most vocal. Longa, to me, is in between eh and what own. Wow. Because, like, I don't... It's not, like, okay... I love dress watches, right? And dress watches are always my thing, but I feel like a lot of times when watchmakers make dress watches, they just go for a plain look only. I feel like the dials leave some something more to look forward to. And I feel like the way that Cartier advances that with dress watch and elegance is that they do it in shapes. Longa just mm-hmm. makes, you know, like... Their, their new watch was the one that was like, oh, like, this is our, like, crazy watch. But, like, it was like the... I, I didn't care for that watch. That's not something I, I really enjoyed. It was more of a, like... I feel like go, going off of what, like, we saw with Mr. Wonderful talking about it, I feel like it was to attract people more like him and use it as a marketing piece because it's a conversation starter rather than you yeah. making, like, a, a phenomenal watch. I know, like, it, they, they have, like, great finishes and they do great work on watches, but, like, the movement and shit to me, like, it's it's on the backer end for me. Like, I yeah. don't... I'm and not I looking can, for that. I, I agree. And now that we're talking about Mr. Wonderful for a second again, <laughs> he is the opposite of how I feel about watches. His is, like, he wants people to see them. It's yeah. a conversation starter. Mm-hmm. I wear it on TV all the time. Bitch, you're on Shark Tank. Nobody watches Shark Tank anymore. Mm-hmm. Relax. Like you going, going, wait, hey, hey, you're going crazy though. A lot of my cousins watch Shark yeah, Tank. Fucking, they love it. <laughs> they love that I, shit. I, I hate Shark Tank. I I hate Shark Tank. I yeah, hate, I don't like. I don't either. hate Shark Tank. That's a lie. I I like Shark Tank, but I hate Kevin so, O'Leary. Yeah. I don't like that guy. I mean, yeah. But what you're saying about Longa is correct, no. and there, to me, Longa is more about like turning the watch over, yeah, and seeing the movement and exactly. the greatness in the movement. It's nothing. And this is also controversial. Their designs aren't necessarily the most legendary. Yeah. It'd be like I'm trying to I'm trying to see if I can explain it a little better. It'd be like let me see what brand does this. It'd be like okay, it'd be like this, like me and you put out a minimalistic shirt, right? But Mm -hmm. a font can change it for me. 
rather than you just putting out like you know like you know how Louis Vuitton sells black just black t-shirts and they're 600 bucks and everybody's like hey I don't understand why people buy this and stuff like that and it's like oh the quality is really good and people actually don't want to know want them to know it's Louis Vuitton and I have money that's how I feel like longest I have money right I people who know will know what this is but I don't want the attraction of it or I kind of want it to be low key and then like this is, comes at a very like high price point I'm more of a minimalistic but I still want a hint of it on there and I feel like Cartier and then Longa play in two different fields because of the they're more they're, I feel like Longa's more reluctant on trying new styles and just make yeah. they, they make they make the same ones but then they make them very well done yeah it it reminds me of like the brand Loro, Loro Piani mm-hmm. which is like that's what Jeff Bezos wears. Like those plain white t-shirts. Yeah. They're like for the rich rich. Yeah. And there's nothing special about it, but it's just you're wealthy. Exactly. It's for super rich dudes. That's that's how and I feel about Longa. So for me, I would put Longa and Wood Own. Yeah. The way you were talking about Longa this past weekend, I thought you were gonna put that in a GOAT category. Like No, no, no. No. <laughs> I, it's teetering, Wood Own and Incredible, depending on the model. Mm-hmm. But, eh, like, I'm not sure yet. We'll see. They they, lo- they well, leave room for improvement, and a lot of the room for improvements on this design for me. For sure. Next up, we have Longine. <laughs> I feel, I'll put that in. Uh, like, I don't care. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're whatever. Yeah. Like, they're cool. All uh, like the vintage stuff's great. Like but... if, if you look at all the uh, they all deserve to be an uh. Like IWC and Longine yeah. are like very linear for me. What about uh, Nomos? Okay, so originally when we were getting into, when when you were telling me brands to look at it on that that uh, that I would particularly like, you came up with Nomos like really early on. I feel like Nomos and Longa share similar like design quality but it's at a guess what they're both german okay it's like it's at a completely different price point so i would put that in what own for me because i'd like some of the numbers watches i do too and what's interesting that you're saying they're they're literally made in the same town glasshuta which they have they they that area of germany has created their own design language called Mm -hmm. bauhaus design and it's interesting that you pick up on those similarities because they are Along with like Junghans, which is a much smaller brand, mm-hmm. they that's all this very like stark, um, like it's very linear, yeah, very sharp design, like very German, like a Porsche, and it's mm-hmm. it's not that crazy, like it's not a Lamborghini where it's like in your face, but the performance but is yeah, all it's there. Great. It's yeah. all made for performance. Yeah. It's, it's very really cool. like I like it militant almost in a, in a way where they're like mm-hmm. hey we're gonna keep doing this and we're only gonna focus on this don't focus on any different design don't focus on it because even if you look at their circular shape it's all similar as well like they chose a, a specific mm-hmm. circle for their watches that like you can point out and look at it like oh these are similar yeah I agree Omega Ooh, this is what um Okay, for me, it's incredible. I, I, I don't think it's incredible for me yet. It's what I'm like. If you're telling me the, the chime, Omega, 100% incredible. That's a, a very, like, fuck you, I have money, watch. But Omega to me is like, um, would own, because that's a watch that I feel like the Aquanaut that you have, where I can just beat the shit out of this watch. And just go crazy with it. Aquanaut, sir. Aquanaut is Paddock, my friend. Oh, my bad. Um... Was it Seamaster? Seamaster, that's what it is. All the names are the same. They all like they're all trying to to like create the same, which is funny because an Aquanaut is a rubber like on rubber kind of similar design language. Mm -hmm. They're all the names are like Aquaterra is what I was thinking of. Whatever, man. They're all the same. That's what I was thinking of. Aquaterra. That's what I was thinking of. What about Oris? Oris. I'd put Oris in F for me as well. In eh? Yeah. For me, I'd put in Woodone. I'd have I, to do. I, I like have to Oris. do more research in Oris. Um, but I, I have like their independent stuff. spirit about Oris, and I'd like that. You really love the independent watchmakers. I I just I, there's something about like they have, 
Um, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like something about the brand that I like that I want to support. You you like the underdog story, like similar like similar to your betting patterns. You like the underdog story. You want the underdogs <laughs> to win, and and all this stuff. So like that's the thing. Like they're doing what other companies may be doing as far as selling like creating a brand of watches, but with way less resources. And I think that's why you enjoy a lot of independent watchmaking. What about Panerai? <laughs> no thanks. Yeah, they're in a, yeah. I, what's interesting. Panerai was my first luxury watch, to be honest. And I bought it was I remember it was four thousand um, dollars, and I bought it. I forgot when it was. It was probably like it was my first new luxury watch. Let me say that actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought it, I don't know, 2014, something like that. It was like the base PAM, which is like the literally just time only. Uh, I bought it from our good friend Elliot, and I liked it. It was cool. My dad always liked them, and they always would back in the – it was it – was they were huge watches in the early 2000s. Yeah. And my yeah, like dad the, loved the Schwarzenegger them. watches and stuff and all that. Like, yeah, yeah, it was just like very military, like mm-hmm. a military version of a Rolex, which is interesting because Rolex is more like – tool watchy than some of these watches but yeah um i don't know it's whatever yeah it's it's they 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 try to make different designs and like take a different look on watches but their their designs a little too wacky for me and they kind of all look the same at the same time yeah strange Oof. next one big boy paddock philippe you know where that's going Go ahead and drag that up all the way to the top. That's goat category, man. I agree. Like, there's agree. not that. Like, I don't think there's anybody that would argue that that knows anything about watches. Like, you can't argue that they play at a different. They play at a different game. Like, they're LeBron to me. Like, even yeah, the older same. people love it. The younger people love it. Like, you you have to respect what they do. Like, they just. It's incredible. Yeah, like you just, there's nothing you can say. No, it it's easily like. No question. It's up in the goat category. <laughs> exactly. Like, there's no one that least sees this list, and then it's just like, if Paddock was to give you a, if Paddock was to give you a chance to buy the watch, then nobody's gonna be like, nah, no thanks. No, it's it's <laughs> yeah. No, like, there's not much more to say to be completely yeah, no, honest. Not at all. That's a good Richard Mill. Mm. <laughs> this is this is tough. This is this is this really is a tough. tough one. Okay, this is a tough one for you. Where are you leaning towards on this one for you? What is um, in between? I'm in, be- I'm I'm in between Woodon and Incredible. Okay, I'm gonna piss people off a lot. Um, I'm in between, uh, and Woodon. Like you know how I feel about Richard okay. Mills. I don't, I'm not I'm not a huge fan about Richard Mills at all. Like, um, I think that a lot of, it's it's very sporty and it, they do they do a really they do really well with making the watches, but it's something about it. It just makes it look more. Like an elegant G-Shock to me. Mm-hmm. And then when you when you factor in price points, at least for people like us, like it's near to impo- impossible. Like if I had that money, I would just buy a Patek. I feel like they they make a better mm-hmm. watch. So I'd I'd put it in wood own. I won't disrespect them and put it, in, uh, but I'll put it in wood own. I I'll put it also in wood own. It's th- some of their watches are incredible, but like to me, I would only wear a Richard Mille if I am in a sporty mm-hmm. setting. Yeah. So like if I was a super rich guy and I wanted to play golf, like that is the watch I would choose to go play golf. Yeah. That's the watch I would, if I was a super rich dude and could own a race car, I would race in a Richard Mille. Exactly. But other than that, like if I, I had, wouldn't really... If you're telling me I had infinite money and I can just buy whatever watches, a Richard Mille would eventually make it into the collection. But that's way after I buy a bunch of vintage stuff. Like I, the thing that I Right. That I might not like really enjoy about Richard Mill a lot is that um the different accessibilities that they, you put on the watch as far as like the bands and, and, and things of that nature. Like mm-hmm. uh like you can pick whatever color you want and like it's just like uh, I've seen I've seen people who I deem to be tacky, and then they have like a lime green band on a on a watch. And I'm like, this is garbage. But all right, like, yeah. <laughs> Richard Mills like the Nike idea of watches. Kinda, like that that that's that's the space that it is. I, for what it's priced at, I would rather buy a Patek. I'll just say that. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, uh, and yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's just like 
They're okay. They're cool. I guess we don't like, got enough. We, love... we don't have enough money to be saying like, "Oh, this is goat." <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like, uh. if I had Jay Z type money and I could make a piece unique, like his yeah. piece uniques are all amazing. Yeah, really great. But I don't have a million dollars to spend on a watch. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't think um, so. Next one, tough one too. To be honest, Rolex. <laughs> yeah, this is one where it's, it depends on where you are with Rolex at the moment. Like. It's definitely it. It definitely has to be in the incredible category. But sometimes I want to no put question. him in wood. Sometimes I want to put him in wood own because like, just for like the authorized dealers and like you know the 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 things that you have to do to get a Rolex and then just be harassed by these losers just being like, hey man, you have a great watch. I have a great mm-hmm. watch too. Like it's it's the most spotable watch out of any brand. Like, mm-hmm. like there's guys that work just normal. Nine to five banking jobs that have a Rolex, like there's a there's a con- there's a big connection within the watches. That's why I kind of like Cartier the most. Like where it's just like, if if in a sense, if I'm wearing a tank, people are, and somebody's wearing a Rolex, they're gonna kind of like look down on me, and I I kind of like enjoy that aspect of it because it's just like okay, I don't care. Like I I'd rather buy this any day than buy Rolex. Here's but my it, counter. They do make argument. great things though. I. I'm teetering between Incredible and Goat mm-hmm. because they make incredible watches. Hundred percent. They have their designs are like probably the most iconic. Yeah. Other than Cartier, and that's why on our logo you see a Rolex and a Cartier. Yeah. I mean, and what can like Jubilee? Come on, like that's a like it, it's yeah. legendary. Yeah, I feel and, like in the recent days, Rolex has been getting a lot more pushback than what it was back then. Like, Ro- Rolex was, like, on the same landscape as Patek back then, which, like, what, what it is now. And and here's my th- – that's my point. And I still – I want to look at the brand as an overall from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And what they have done from the beginning is – and the vintage market of it's, Rolex, yeah, exactly. to me, I, I'm putting it in GOAT. Yeah. I, I still put it in Incredible. Because, I, like I said, I only think there's two brands. And you can stretch it out. Before. I, I would not be mad if you put Rolex in, in GOAT category. I would not be mad if you put Cartier in, in uh, GOAT category. But for me, there's two brands that should be in there, and that's it. Because I, I feel like they differentiate themselves from the pack. Next up, one of a, a, a really, really great brand, Seiko. Not Grand Seiko, just Seiko. Just Seiko. I'd put it in Woodo. I'm not mad at it. Yeah, same. I'm not I, I, I love. I would put it in Woodo teetering onto Incredible. I'm not 100% sure just yet. Yeah. But what they do, again, for the price one that they do it at, yeah. it's like Citizen on a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. And ha- like they, yeah, I'm putting it in Incredible. Yeah. They blow Hamilton and Citizen out of the water with yeah, they're not affordable even watches. The same type of watches. And they're cheaper. And they, they can do it at a cheaper price point. And it's just it's just so easy to play with. There's yeah. the and the community behind Seiko's the mod like you can mod them and make them like your own. To me, incredible for sure. No yeah. question. That's Tag Hoyer. I think. Yeah. <laughs> That's not even they, a conversation to be had. That's no thanks all day. And some people will be mad at that because Hoyer, not Tag Hoyer, but Hoyer back in the day made like the Octavia chronographs and they were some amazing vintage chronographs and they're great, but that mm-hmm. is not Tag Hoyer. Tag Hoyer in the last 10 years, if not more, has done just nothing. Been... Zero. They've done nothing. Silence, no thanks. Yeah, no thanks. Next, this is a good one. Yeah. Tudor. What on for me? 100%. I love Tudor. I, li- I, like, what, I like what they do. I'm... I, I, I feel... To me, Tudor is is entry luxury, mm-hmm. and they're creating their own space and separating themselves from Rolex. So, to me, it's teetering would own at Incredible. If you're talking just like me personally, yeah, I'm like so. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I really don't. I'm not sure. For right now, I'm putting it in would own. Yeah. It might change in like ten. Minutes. I, I I love the watch. I can I can see me or uh. Owning a Tudor, like, very easily. I love their black Last, last brand that we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And 
I think I know where you're going with this. Come on, man. And I don't know if you know where I'm going with if, this. If, if it's the brand that I'm thinking of, then it's definitely, yeah, yeah. That's going to be, yeah. Vacheron Constantin. Go. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Him, I feel like like I, those were the two brands that I think should be in gold categories, Patek and Vacheron. I'm not mad if you put Rolex. I'm not mad if you put Cartier. I love Rolex and Cartier as well. But those two are on another level as far as like quality and build and actual design like so it 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 has longer vibes but then has a design factor of a cartier and rolex like they, they make really mm-hmm. great watches so like that it's, it's, when you when you put all that together that's michael jordan lebron james two at the top there's nobody else that like there's kobe's there's shacks but they they are at the top yeah what they do is unmatched it's not yeah. even a question and i think even now people don't even notice it yet no like the mass market and it's going to become like i would love this to be time stamped on november 22nd 2022 we're saying vacheron is going to take over the market yeah. at some point coming I'm up. telling you that when we first got into the conversation of watches i'm like hey why isn't this talked about more like they make really great stuff like the overseas is a phenomenal watch like <laughs> like they should be getting the same acclaim as a lot of rolex watches I know it's more expensive, and, but I mean, I I like it more than I like the Nautilus. To be completely honest with you, I love the overseas. I love the Nautilus too. That that, but that's the point. Those are like two of the top watches that are you can buy right now, if you can buy them, and that's why I feel like they're at the top. Like they just make great things. And I mean, Vacheron is more, way more accessible than Paddock is right now. And I, I might be looking at one. So what you're telling me is that we should take out a hundred grand and go to a Vacheron and uh, get the stuff Listen, before it goes. I'm, I'm looking at a overseas blue dial. Hey man, you know but I'm on board with it. Maybe next week <laughs> we'll have something. We'll have a new watch alert. We'll see. All right, we'll end that off here. No concept of time, episode eight. Thank you for listening. Ooh.